Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 15th chapter. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be complete in you and that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer because the servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my father. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask Him in my name. I'm giving you these commands so that you may love one another. The Gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. So I read recently that Beethoven was told by some of his mentors that he should stick to being a concert pianist and that he would never amount to anything as a composer. (coughs) Boy, were they wrong. But Beethoven felt called to composing. Others may not have believed in him, but he felt that it was his calling and that God believed in him. (coughs) People that I talked with who are typically successful or even satisfied in what they are doing in life, will tell you that their ability to believe in themselves was a result from someone first believing in them. And the good news is that we have someone who believes in us. It's not something that we have to look for. You know, the reason that I am able to stand before you today as a pastor is because I had someone who believed in me, someone who took a chance on me. And that's the power that the church has on people's lives. That's the power that God has on people's lives. I don't think that we need to go out and we need to accept Christ. I don't think we need to go out and say that we are looking for God because God searches for us. God has accepted us. Jesus says in today's gospel, you do not choose me, I choose you. I had a conversation with the confirmation students a couple of weeks ago about baptism and and how baptism works in, in the church and the importance of baptism in our lives. We talked about how we do baptism here at at Faith versus other churches, how they do baptism. I have a friend who has been baptized three different times. His family moved from one place to another throughout his life, and he was told when he got to a new church that his previous baptisms didn't really count, so he needed to do it again. This is one of the reasons why he doesn't go to church very often. I find joy in baptism. I find joy in knowing that God chooses us. The way we practice baptism here, we we do it in a way where we are told that God chooses us, that our parents choose us, that our godparents choose us, that the church chooses us. And we all make a commitment 
to raise and to support this young child in the faith. I have experience with being chosen. You know, as a kid, I I really wasn't chosen for very much. I, I didn't run very fast, and I wasn't terribly athletic. And as much as I wanted to fit in and and to do things with some of my peers, I also didn't really want the pressure of of performing well in front of everybody and somehow messing up as we played kickball or baseball or whatever we were doing. But as I got older, I was a little bit more athletic. I didn't really run very fast, but there were certain games like football where my size and strength was an advantage. And I was really good at getting in people's way. And after a while, I started to be chosen. I started, people started choosing me when we were doing different activities and, and games. And as I think about some of these moments, and, and I think about my faith and, and the idea of God choosing us, you know, the joy that Jesus talks about in the gospel today of being chosen by God. We get that feeling of completeness, of, of happiness, that feeling of being fulfilled. And the reality is we do continue to need to make choices. You know, not when it comes to our salvation, not when it comes to God loving us, but there are many times in our lives where we experience this idea of choice. Where a situation comes our way and there are two different ways that we can react to it. We have a choice on how we view something, how we, we react to something. Knowing that each of them have certain consequences in our life. It could be a a joyous consequence or it could be one of anger or frustration or hopelessness. And I could have given up as a kid. I could have taken those feelings of not being chosen or being chosen last. And I could take those memories and, and they could haunt me for the rest of my life. I could have given up on all the athletic feats for the rest of my life. But instead, I decided to choose to persevere, to find out who I was, and turn what I once thought was a disadvantage into an advantage, something positive in my life, something that brought me joy. You know, true joy is hard to come by, and it seems simple impossible when one starts down the road of real life. There have been points in my life when finding joy was a struggle. But I know finding our joy is important for two reasons. First, finding joy brings a sense of peace in our life. What brings you joy? You know, it's the emotion of of success or good fortune. When we have joy, we feel like we've accomplished something. And second, it helps us share that peace, that joy, that love with others. When we experience joy in our lives, we want to ensure that other people experience joy as well. We want other people to have the same feelings that we have. And when we see Jesus talking about joy, he's also talking about grace. Joy may very well be the feeling of grace, the emotion of grace, even the response to grace. Joy is that indescribable sense when you find yourself 
experiencing abundant grace. And when we can name joy in our lives, when we can name joy in the life of our congregation, it's an affirmation. We start to see the the idea of abundance all around us. It's the guarantee that God's grace is with us, even when God may seem far away. It's a security of God's love when it appears that love is nowhere to be felt, even among those that you think love you. It's the hope that even in the darkest places of separation, God is abiding in us. And we are abiding in God. God promises to be present in our lives. And this all starts in our baptism. Because in our baptism, God says to us, I choose you. I choose you to be blessed and beloved. I choose you because I'm going to give you grace upon grace, joy upon joy. I choose you because I love you. No matter who you are, no matter where you are, no matter where you have come from, no matter what you have done in your life, I choose to give you forgiveness, peace, joy, and love. And just as God chooses us as God's beloved children, Jesus chooses us to be his disciples. And this really matters because I think if it was up to us, if we said, yes, I'm going to be a disciple of Christ. Yes, I'm going to live my life committed to Christ. To choose Christ and remain to him, to obey his commandments, to pursue happiness, to choose joy. I think we're going to be lost. We simply don't do it. Or maybe we simply can't do it. But Jesus chooses us to be his disciples. Jesus calls us to be his disciples. And in that, Jesus supports us. We can try to to do it. We can try to be be perfect and and noble in, in, in our trying. But when push comes to shove... If we are telling someone that they need to be a disciple of Christ, that they need to choose Jesus, they need to accept Jesus, they need to choose joy, we may be giving good advice, but we are not, we are not telling the full truth. Because the truth is that God loves us. And because God chooses us, because we live our lives as Jesus' disciples, it is there that we find our joy. It is there that we find our grace and our peace. God plans to use us to make this world that God loves a better place. And this may be hard to remember because we are surrounded by, by chaos. We, we, we may be surrounded by the feeling that things are crashing down around us. But knowing that God chooses us, That God loves us. That God gives us strength and courage to face the challenges ahead. That God renews our strength to do something for this broken world. Well, that that is a blessing. You know, we ultimately know that we cannot fix the entire world. That we cannot redeem the world. But that's why God is at work in this world. That's why we are the hands and feet of God. And we know that God has promised 
to be with us so that we can have the strength and the energy that God provides to do the work that we are called to do. To do the work within the congregation, within the church, to do the work within the community and the world. You know, the future of God is a gift, is a joy. And to be God's blessed and beloved children, we are able to take that and we are able to receive the good news that God chooses us now and every single day of our lives. And to live that life, to share that, is a complete blessing. Amen. experiment to learn together on how to be the church in the world today. Thank you for your faithfulness to listen to the word of God, to worship together, to pray together, to commune together, and to be sent into the world together as we respond to and share God's love with all people. Amen.